into the area. Janček, stab through, chance, shot, goal! Full stop! Unbelievable scenes at the end for the derby! Hello and welcome to Scarves Around the Funnel, the podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian Football Club. I am Laurie Dunsire, joined once again by Mark Donaldson. Hello, um, again, nice nice that you're back. And nice as well that, that my father is, is staying with me over here in Connecticut for a couple of weeks. But we can go one further because, never mind the father, we have a grandfather along <laughs> with us here today. It's, um, it's Australia's best babysitter. Ryan McGowan has joined us again after yesterday's World Cup qualifier in Saudi. Hello, Grandad. Oh, I was waiting for that one. Well played. Well played there, Mark. You did that one well. I'm good, thank you. How's everybody? Good. Good. Thank good. you. It's nice to have the team all back together, isn't it? Yes, it is very nice to have everyone back. It's good. It's good to have the bench warmer back. Back and forth. He's straight in there. He's, he's like, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. Okay. And then Dunsar hits with a haymaker from way downtown. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Cheap shots. A couple of cheap shots Whoa. there from the boys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have Ryan McGowan back on. Delighted to have Ryan McGowan. He's never been away. On, of course. Well, yeah, he wasn't on last week. I missed oh, why? Yes. I can't believe there's something that's more of a priority than this podcast. What was last week's excuse? He was flying out to the bench. Flying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting on a plane to sit on I was bench. packing my cushion for the bench. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very funny, boys. Very okay, funny. Okay. Oh, dear. Listen, it's a squad game. It's a team game, isn't it? That's what everyone says. So. It's nice to play from time to time, though, isn't it? it, it yes, it it would be good, but I played what two games ago, so don't want to be greedy. Yeah, I mean, he does have he does have twenty two international caps. It's not too bad. I love the fact that the two of us are giving abuse to someone that's played at a World Cup, still represents his country, and still less than twenty four hours. In fact, just a few hours after landing um, from Riyadh, is is doing us the honor of. of of joining us on on his and our podcast, um, yes, jo- joking joking aside, we're, we're very fortunate. But yes. and you do take it in, in good humour, so we, we we appreciate that. I sat on the bench for Montrose under fifteen, so I don't know what that is. I broke the bench for Penny Cook Rugby Club. <laughs> oh dear! I mean, we actually I say sat on the bench. We didn't actually have benches for, for those games. It was kind of just sitting on the grass, so it was even worse. Was that a bench anyway. last night, right? Because there's like loads of. Loads of subs now in these games. Is it a giant extended bench or do you sit in the stand or what happens? Uh, last night we were on the bench, but a few previous games uh, we were like up in the grandstand, sort Ooh. of like the, the sort of first section behind the dugouts. Um, mm. But last night was um, last night was really good atmosphere, actually, and they got a good big long bench for all of us to sit on, <laughs> which is good. Yes, yeah, gone are the days of what, 
one sub or two sub or then three subs, it's, you get a full, a full another well, full eleven. Now, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. So you know what you know at school, right? When you go on school trips, you kind of really <laughs> only have. Is it like eight kids to one adult? So if you've got more than 11, do you need you and someone else to look after the rest of the kids when you're on the bench? <laughs> no, I've just got the, I've got all the young kids. Australia's in financial trouble. So it's just, uh, I've got to look after all the young pups, but it's, it's crazy. One of the boys was born in 1999, I think it was. Oh. It's going to be a 2000 soon. Um, well, I mean, so if, if you're looking at Scotland, there was a 2002. Wasn't there a certain Aaron Aaron Hickey? Hickey? Yeah, like that's just that make that does make you feel old. Um, yeah, I know. And then even the <laughs> so obviously Nathaniel got his cap, and I think he was cap number uh, six twenty or something. Yeah, I saw the soccer who's posting that. What do you um, call him? Apart from grandson, um, is he Natty to you? Is he Natty Yaka? Is he Nathaniel? How did you address him? Because is that is that the first time you've met him as well? Oh, we were gonna. You're, you're uh, jumping into my segment. I was gonna that always do that. Was the segment? Um, <laughs> yeah, that was the first. That's like the first time I've actually been able to speak to him. I played against him a few times and beat him, um, but that was the first time that I <laughs> just got to throw that in there. Just get that one in. <laughs> in the grand final, just to throw that. Did um, score against you once, didn't he? Or were you not there that for that game? No, I wasn't there. He wouldn't have scored against me. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> He wasn't um, playing. <laughs> I wasn't playing, so that's the only reason. But no, he was a good, good kid. Said, listen, big game against uh, Saudi Arabia, but the biggest game's in a couple of weeks' time against Tibbs. So don't, yes. Don't lose we'll that get one, to, my friend. We'll get oh, to we'll that. Get to we'll that. Have, he hates this, Ryan, doesn't he? I he hates know, it when we jump, jump ahead. ahead. Yeah. He never sends us a schedule as to what, what the order is or whatever, but we get blamed for, oh, I was going to mention that. Well, that, I've, that I've sent schedules tangent. before, but it doesn't help, so that's why I <laughs> gave up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt. So I was I'm cap number five hundred and forty six. So that made me feel old. And who's Marco Tilio? Uh, young boy who's at Melbourne City, who was previously yeah. also at Sydney. Very okay, good player. So he's August two thousand and one when he was born. Oh, there you go. He came Oof. on a couple of games ago. He's very good. He's. Um, can, we, can we sign him for Hearts? Because we got Natiaka over. Who's uh, next? His only issue is he's part of the city group, so and they rate so, him so highly. Was, so was Nai. Yeah, but he was coming out of contract, wasn't he? Yeah. And he's probably not rated as highly as Marco is. Okay. But that would be definitely be one that um if you could get would be a very good signing. So he's um okay. he's very a very good prospect for the national team. And when's Natty coming on the podcast? Because that was a priority, not the game. The game was secondary. Your task yesterday was to source Nathaniel Atkinson's next appearance on Scarves yeah. Around the Funnel. He'll, he'll do it whenever I, I need him to do it. Yeah. <laughs> whenever he's told. Yes. Respect, respect your elders, Nathaniel. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Excellent. That's good, good work, to know. So we will we'll have a little we'll have a, a little chat about, about Natty Eka. And um, the latest Australian you're, you're camp. A, your Aussie like, accent's actually quite good. I, I think that's, uh, yeah, I think that's decent. Better than Ryan's. Nadiaka. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, definitely better than yours. What? How? How broad? His? I can't remember what. How? Um, how Aussie is his accent? Because you know how we got the yeah, Cammy Devlin. He's very Aussie. 
See, he's, yeah. he's probably maybe even a little bit up from Cammy Devlin. Really? Oh, jeez. Yeah. I'll translate for you. <laughs> Might need it. Um, <laughs> well, we, well, we'll speak a bit more. Um, we'll speak a bit more Aussie on this one. We will uh, look ahead to the Ross County game coming this weekend, but we're also going to have a little bit of uh, Hearts non-Scottish International Eleven challenge. So I set some um, homework behind the scenes for the three of us today, which is to put together uh, an eleven of non-Scottish players who have played for Hearts and been capped for their country while at Hearts. So I think that's it. one of the greatest questions you have ever posed. And I've not even posed to the general to, to the to the listeners yet. It's just been to us. So we'll yes. we'll we'll put ours together. And what we'll do after the uh, podcast is I'll put ours out there to see first of all which of our teams um the listeners think is the best one, but also to maybe get some alternative suggestions for the team. So we've got all that coming up in the next hour or so, not the next hour and forty minutes. Right, first up, let's uh, since we're we're kind of on that topic anyway, let's start with um behind the scenes at the Australian International I was gonna say football, but I guess we should call it soccer, shouldn't we? The soccer is no, we call it football unless we lose and we call it soccer. <laughs> there's just too many sports over there, isn't there though? There's Aussie rules, soccer, rugby league, rugby league, rugby union. Rugby union. Cricket. But anyway, you were, of course, I mean, before we get to the squad and Nathaniel Atkinson, you missed the podcast last week, had a good excuse. You were, of course, flying across the world. But take us into the life of an international footballer because you were due to be um, in Edinburgh, weren't you? And you, you did get to Edinburgh, but what happened? Because you didn't have you didn't have plans initially to be in Saudi Arabia. No, no. So um, we had a game. Uh, over here in Kuwait on the Saturday night um, and I, I knew that I wasn't in the squad um, so we Kuwait gave us four or five days off so I thought it would be a good time to go see the family in, in Edinburgh so I, I got on a flight uh, sort of early Sunday morning about 4.30 and um, got into Edinburgh about three o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday turned my phone on and had a um, few missed calls from team <laughs> managers and um, the physios <laughs> in Australia uh, asking where I was and they had actually worked out. They would spoken to Tom Rogic and um, had worked out because I was catching up with Tom during the week that I was actually in Edinburgh. So um, it was a case of one of the boys had pulled out and another had tested positive. So a little bit short on numbers and um, yeah, they were just trying to work out where I was and if I was fit and if I was able to come into camp, but with me being obviously in Edinburgh, um, they'd sent through a provisional flight of Monday morning flying out of Glasgow. So um, I probably wasn't in the, the greatest books at home when I said that I could possibly be on a flight <laughs> tomorrow morning, but um, it, the way the time difference is and the, the flight, I was arriving into Sydney, I think it was Wednesday afternoon for a Thursday night kickoff. So they decided to... Um, just say I can have those couple of days in Edinburgh and I'd meet the squad in, in Saudi Arabia um, after the game on Thursday. So got to spend a couple of days in, in Edinburgh um, and then flew early Thursday morning to meet the boys in, in Saudi Arabia. Jo- joking aside, right, sorry, Laurie, joking aside, if you were um, if you were a single guy 
and the call came like it did, and you didn't have any family commitments, and it was doable to get to Glasgow because you'd arrived Sunday afternoon. It was doable to get to Glasgow, to fly, to get there on Wednesday afternoon into Sydney, knowing fine well that the likelihood was, and without being disrespectful to you, that, that you might not start the game, but you'd at least be on the bench. Is that something that you would have perhaps kind of thought, yeah, okay, I'll do that, or would you have been happier? Again, we're, we're saying without any family, would you have been happier with the way things turned out and have a couple of days at home and then go to Saudi Arabia? Well, I, I did say I was available for the Monday, so I, I did say if they needed me, I, I would have flown, but um, they then obviously just had their discussions and with the medical team and, and everything like that, and they just thought at that stage it was probably better for sort of my player welfare possibly and and for the team if they then just got a, a local player so they ended up getting um Alex Wilkinson actually who was at Sydney FC just to come in um for those couple of days but um I think it was more if I could have got on a flight maybe Sunday night sure. would have got me in a day earlier um and and I think even once I had arrived in in Saudi and speaking to the the physios, it probably would have been a similar situation if I was in Kuwait because I would have arrived maybe 13 or 14 hours earlier, but it still would have been very close to the game in terms of, um, you know, sort of fitness-wise and um, your risk of injury is a lot higher. So uh, I think they would what, have yeah. What do they? What do they recommend when you travel as much as you do? How long does it normally take? If you've got a, a flight halfway around the world, what do they say that your body needs to get back to the normal shape, given it's just been on a plane for 24 hours? Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's official. Probably for that such a long flight um, and you know, taking into consideration the, the time difference is probably the biggest one for a lot of the players. Sure. Um, it's probably 48 hours, I would say. That's normally, okay. I think for even FIFA is maybe 48 or 72 hours. So you're kind um, of fine for the, the first game against Japan? Yeah, yeah. So most of the boys typically um, for a Thursday kickoff would arrive in Monday at the latest, and that's okay. the, and that's normally uh, it's normally Tom actually because Celtic tend to play on the Sunday and he flies Sunday night, so it's it's normally about the Monday night, which gives him Tuesday, Wednesday, then game day Thursday. So, and um, Natty would have flown Saturday to get there I think Sunday. He flew, yeah, I think he flew. He might have actually even flew Sunday. I think he was late Monday night. Gotcha. So he would have done a sort of light session on, on Tuesday with sort of mainly the physios slash um, the boys that have flown in and then everyone trains together on the Wednesday for the game Thursday. So, so you basically travelled, what, 3,000-odd miles from Kuwait, which is next to Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. all the way to the UK, to Edinburgh, to then fly 3,000-odd miles all the way back, back to Saudi Arabia, right next to Kuwait. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's this commitment. It is there is commitment to your country, which is which is applaud, which we applaud. And so when you when you got there, so talk us through the the camp, and obviously the heart the Hearts fans will be interested in in finding out about Mister Atkinson and and how he was getting on and how he was kind of getting immersed in the squad and how he was looking in training. Yeah. So as um. A little bit disappointing with our first result against Japan, which um, we lost 2-0, which meant that we couldn't get automatic qualification through to, mm-hmm. the, to the World Cup. But we had already got third place um, sort of wrapped up. But 
the squad was a little bit down um, on arrival, but you know we, we also understood the situation that we're in. So um, the squad flew in on Friday night. So we had a sort of light recovery session Saturday morning and then um, again, yeah, sort of another little hit out, get the legs moving Saturday night. But there was a few young boys um, that was sort of their first times in the squad, um, Nathaniel and a couple of other boys. But yeah, he settled in really well. Um, he's a good kid to have in and around the, around the squad. And I think it helps with him, you know, obviously having played at Melbourne City, there was maybe four or five players that he shared a changing room with. Um, which obviously mm. helps a, a lot, and um, yeah, we have a, we have a pretty good group with Australia. And I think most national teams do in terms of you know everyone was that young boy once and had their first camp. So um, we made sure we we looked out for him, and especially me, obviously with that connection, he's almost a it's a ten year time warp really. To I think we've spoken <laughs> yeah. about it. Um, mm. You know, he made his debut almost the exact same age that I made my debut while I was at Heart. So it's um, yeah, it was good to see him come into the squad and um, I thought that he did particularly well against Saudi Arabia in a, a pretty tricky game against the high-quality opposition. Did you introduce yourself to him? Did you say, hi, I'm Ryan McGowan? No, come on, Mark, you knew who I was. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen my statue? Yeah. I said, you remember me lifting the trophy in the grand final when you were crying in the corner? <laughs> was that your intro? <laughs> No, nah, it wasn't intro. You knew that we had already beat him, but um, no, nah, it was. Uh, he just because we've spoken a couple of times, obviously on Instagram, when when the move was happening, and we have a, a lot of mutual friends, so so it was all good. He was just talking a little bit about Edinburgh and, and how we're settling in, and um, so yeah, he's he's thoroughly enjoying everything, everything that's happening with a sort of big move at a young age over to a, a big club, which is good to hear. Was there such a thing? as an introduction song. I was listening to the yeah. best of... Um, <laughs> good, right. I was listening to the best of last year, Laurie uh, put together, and Uncle Cracker for Cammy and, and you with your summer of 69. What was Nathaniel Atkinson's song? He went with Sweet Caroline. Good. What did you say when you got to the... Sunday night. It was the PG version. It was the oh, PG okay. version. You mean you didn't it's... say something the Hibs at one bit, no? No, 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 no. That wouldn't. The Aussie boys would have wouldn't have maybe got that, but I did want to we say. Just it, but, you. Um, <laughs> you just everyone <laughs> go. What's he saying? What's he doing? I, I'm, I'm sure the I'm sure the Aussie boys never got the five one during the World Cup that you did as well with your hands, but you still no. did it. And I didn't know why I kept telling Nathaniel that this isn't the biggest game he's going to play in the next three weeks. <laughs> I didn't understand that one either. So listen, mate, I know it's a big game, it's your debut and everything, but don't get injured. We got a fucking massive game in a 17 days' time, so you just relax yourself. Up? Did that come up? Yeah, of course it did. What was so the... Fucking give us the context. Lose. Yeah, yeah, give us... Is that What else did you talk about with the, in relation to the, the Hamden um, Army? I mean, obviously you mentioned that said, goal, obviously. No, nah, I did it because he knows, he knows that. He sees it around the club. He never knows. stopped you before. Um, no, I just said, you know, like what a draw it is. Um, you know, basically a free pass into the final. <laughs> no, it's, um, just said, you know, it's a great draw. And, and these are the type of games that you want to, you know, when you come over to Europe, these are the types of games that you want to be involved in. And on a personal level for him, it's a, it's a massive game, not only for his club, but, 
you know, with the these playoff games coming up, the more bigger games he can play and the more chance it, he has to, to play well and, um, you know, make an impact, not only on sort of the heart squad, but in the, in the national team, because, you know, like every national team, if you're playing well at your club level, it makes it a lot more difficult for maybe players that aren't performing well at their club level. So, um, yeah, I was just telling them that it's a, a really exciting time for Hearts, which he, which he totally understood. But, um, you know, I think he's got enough sort of senior boys in, in around Hearts. But um, I was just telling him it, it is a different, it's a different ball game playing at Hampden and, and having a semi-final of the Scottish Cup. It's, it's a little bit more importance on a, a regular <laughs> league game as such. And um, yeah, it's one that he's looking forward to. And, and that game the other night would have you know, definitely helped his, his career and his development for sure. Excellent. Well, it's good to know. It's good to know that he um, had a good, a good trip and, and sounds like he kind of held up pretty well, all things considered. And hopefully it's the first cap of many for Nathaniel Atkinson. And maybe he'll be joined by his Hearts teammate, Mr. Cammy Devlin, at some point down the line internationally as well. Yeah, I think Cammy's not too far away. I think it would have been very interesting if he hadn't picked up that injury. Um, mm-hmm. I think especially how that camp went. I think, you know, we had six or seven boys who did pull out through COVID or through injury. So I'd imagine that if he wasn't in the initial squad, he would have definitely been called in on, um, like myself, sort of on that standby list to come in. But, um, yeah, I've spoken to Cammy a lot and, and it's like a similar situation to Nathaniel that, you know, these are massive games that you want to be involved in. And, yeah, like myself, for an example, you know, these these bigger games that you play against Hibs or in Europe, they're the games that fans remember a lot longer than, you know, sort of league-to-league games, which is which is what you want to do. You want to be playing in the big games and, and have fans remembering you for years gone by. Okay, let's move on, but we're sticking with an international subject, and that is this week's non-Scottish Hearts International 11. So we didn't put this out as general homework, so we will put it out there on Twitter after this episode. But the task that I set um, Mr. McGowan and Mr. Donaldson and myself earlier today was let's put together our best 11 of Hearts players who've been capped internationally while at Hearts but not for Scotland. So international players, non-Scottish but they have to have been capped while they were at Hearts. Um, And we didn't discuss who we were going to pick so we thought we'd put our teams together and see how they all look and we'll maybe put it out to everyone to decide who has the best team and I think we'll have an entry from each of us and also your father Mr. Donaldson, is that correct? We had a wonderful two hours this morning um, going through London Hearts and reminiscing about some of the really good and some of the really shite international players that we've had at Hearts and we've seen. It all came about because I said to my dad, do you remember Roald Jensen? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I said, what, what was he like? And so he's he's one of the guys who he played for Hearts, a Norwegian um, forward. So there aren't any really rules or, or, or regulations. I, I've stuck with players that I've seen play for Hearts or, or commentated on. So I might have one or two that are a little bit kind of older than, than your your selections, maybe. <laughs> well, it's very interesting. I'm, I'm quite, I'm, I'm interested to let you know one of my players now that you've said that. Uh, yeah, so I'm very interested. Also, wasn't see- it the, the, 
they're at the standard of when they got that cap. Yeah, but then I said I was maybe overcomplicating a bit. Okay. Um, okay. But Sorry. we kind of we vaguely spoke about the player then. Um, I don't know if that applies too much to a lot of the footballers. That obviously like, like with yourself, Aaron, Aaron Hughes would be a good example, right? Because because he was past it by the time he played for Hearts. Yeah, exactly. Aaron Hughes captain his country, God knows how many times. Um, but he wasn't at Hearts when he did that. So again, I've just picked, and I'm sure you have as well, picked the best players available um, from from when they played with with Hearts. So and I've I've. For whatever I know, I said like put him in a formation and, and a team. I've kind of there's some players I've left out partly because I couldn't fit them in to the team, rather than just like line them all up. Um, if that makes sense. So there's a couple in particular. Um, right, let's just we'll get to it. Let's get to it. See how they go. So I bet we, I bet we've all got the same goalkeeper. I think we're all the same goalkeeper, and I'd be very surprised if we didn't all have one of the defenders. Um, so I, I tell you what, I'll, I'll go first. Um, okay. Tepi Moylan. <laughs> Iron Killer. Here's five Nana's players. Dog. Five players I couldn't get in, first of all. Which No, was, just play as a team. Give us okay, a team. Okay. So I've gone with a 3 4 1 2. Okay. I've given a little bio for each player as well. Oh, so, just give us oh, a team. We know who they are. So ex Hearts player. <laughs> yeah, right. End goals is Anti Nieme. Great Tick. shortstopper. 15 caps. For Finland, while a Hearts player, 67 caps at total. Um, now, I've gone with the back three. This is where I really... This is unfortunately why Mr. McGowan didn't make it. I did try and get him in there, but in the end, I couldn't sake. work it. I know, I couldn't well, make a back well, four work for me. We'll keep, so, we'll keep your team round to last, because I'm, I'm you, so intrigued. I'm so intrigued to see if you've picked right your center back. Yourself. Well, you're probably going to be annoyed that you might have. Well, let's see. So I've went with the back three with Maris Aljukas in the centre. Takis Fesis on the left and Ibrahim Tal on the right. Oh my uh, god. I knew oh, a guy that they, they, honestly it was a competition winner when he came to Hearts. No one knew who he was, and he's gone in the head of, McK- of McGowan. That's a disgrace. I yes. liked Ibrahim Tal. And I think for my team, I just thought he fitted in quite well. Easy. If we're talking about players as they were when they were at Hearts, when McGowan was the fresh face galloping right back. So that's my. So that didn't apply. But, well, okay. Yeah, I, I make these rules up as I go. How do you feel at that stuff? <laughs> uh, sad, angry. Whoa. Disappointed. Oh. <sighs> Heartbroken. <Okay. but> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. So midfield four. Now, I've had to go with width because I'm playing a back three. I know Fisas played left back, but I'm going with an attacking sort of. Actual all-out wingers, so that's why I went with Tal and Fisas because I need them to be able. To... Tal had decent. I thought he could cover the ground well as well as well as being decent in the air and a decent centre back. So I thought him and Fisas can kind of branch out to the left and right sides if they need to cover. So I've gone two wingers. Now probably swap them around, but I'll probably start with Mikel Yunus on the right. I know wasn't always a big favourite, but. Um, I just liked him. 27 caps for Lithuania as a Hearts player. And I don't know if you guys saw, he got cap number 97 last week at the age of 37 against San Marino. So he's he's at the moment heading for 100 caps for Lithuania. Um, you know, sometimes not the most popular, but I thought he was direct, lots of pace, get the ball into the box, which we'll need in this team. And on the left-hand side, but maybe swap them around, I've got Roald Jensen. And obviously oh. he's not a player 
who I ever saw. But based on reports, I've got I've got some like quotes and stuff from articles I was reading and things. This is why this is how much this is how much detail and 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 uh, trouble I was going to to try and figure this out. So I've got Jensen on the left, the first foreign international, if you will, for Hearts, four times Norwegian Player of the Year. But you'll probably know the story, Mark, as well, won't you? That he didn't get capped for a few years when he first came to Hearts because he was yeah. professional and he mm-hmm. turned professional to come to Hearts. But at that point, Norway only allowed amateur players in their international side. So he was banned from playing internationally until 1969 when that was lifted. Um, so he only actually won four caps while a Hearts player for Norway. But um, all the reports are that he was one of Norway's greatest ever players and... Um, I found some quotes, and one of them was, "When fitting on song, he could he could create moments of magic." Many older Hearts fans regard his goal against Partick Thistle as the finest in club history. Receiving the ball on the left wing, he bamboozled five defenders and the goalkeeper before striking home. So I know he was like a forward slash winger, but that's why I kind of I like the sound of that coming off the left for him. So he's in the left. In the centre, it's the utility. <coughs> The utility man supreme, someone who I always think of as playing up front when he first came hearts and then being a right back. But I've stuck him in centre mid. Thomas Flogel. Jonsson. Oh. Jonsson was one of, he's what he was one of my five that I really wanted to get in. And he, I did put him in, then took him out. So I've got Tam Flogel in the middle because he was technically a very good player, could play midfield, albeit he was a striker. <laughs> he played up front when he first came, and then I generally remember him at right back for for a while as well, but I'm going to put him in the centre midfield alongside Arno Zoom because I think he was really underrated. I really liked Arno Zoom. Cameroon at National, obviously won the African Cup of Nations while he was a Hearts player. Lots of energy and drive. I think he could win the ball, take it forward, get up and down the park. Flogo, um, technically very good, but can get his foot on the ball as well. Um, so 3 4 1 2. So I've got Scatch on the kind of free roll because he's, he's really Scatchel. You couldn't have this team and not have Scatchel in there, could you? Um, uh, two caps for Czech Republic as a Hearts player, seven overall. So he'll be in that free roll playing off two strikers who are Edgaris Jankowskis and Mauricio Pena. And again, mm-hmm. I was very, I was struggling to pick, but it was between these two and Bednar as well. And in the end, I felt these two would work best together. <clears throat> Jankowskis, the the player to hold it up, um, to play the ball up to, and Pania as I guess the striker, just a really good striker, good finisher. All those spectacular goals he ended up scoring. Imagine having Jankowskis to to play off. So yeah, three four one two. Yemi and goals back three. Tal Yizalukas Fisas, uh, Miko and Jensen the wingers. Flogel Jum in the middle. Skatchel in the free roll behind Jankowskis and Pania. Mm, I like that. I like that. Not bad. Before we get, yeah, before we get to Ryan, here's what I've come up with. Um, this is called the defending optional Hearts eleven <laughs> because as you know, I've not gone like zero zero ten as you. I wouldn't want to play midfield for this team because you'd do a hell of a ton of running for those that don't do a hell of a ton of running. Uh, Anti Niemi in goal. Mm-hmm. One of my toughest decisions was. Uh, I do not like omitting someone that's got a wonderful assist at a World Cup, right? Because he's played at that level, he's earned that level, and Ryan McGowan 
deservedly was in that Aussie squad and 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 set up Timmy Cahill for that stunning volley. I had two or three different formations. McGowan made it with a back four. And it was tough to pick a right back because I had Alan Mabry as well and I had Michael Smith. Mm-hmm. But then I dropped McGowan when I went to a back three. So sorry, Ryan. I have Fuck gone. Sake. <laughs> sorry. I mean, hey, I'm just intrigued. If you don't pick yourself, then we are, yes, well. So Takis Fisas, I've gone for as a left centre back. I've done pretty similar to Laurie. Marius Salukas in the middle. So the one I've gone with, and just simply because he can play as Ryan can in a number of positions defensively, but he can also play. He's been the top scorer for Hearts in a season before with nine goals. Mm -hmm. Kevin McKenna. Now, the weird thing is that of all the foreigners who've represented their country while playing for Hearts, Kevin McKenna has scored more than any other player with seven goals. Only the two walkers, Tommy and Bobby, have scored more goals for their country than Kevin McKenna while at Hearts. But they're both Scottish. So I've gone for Niemi and goal. Kevin McKenna, Marius Zalukas, and Takis Fisas. My formation is a 3-3-1-3. Here are those poor midfielders who are going to have to get through one hell of a power of work. Thomas Flugel, Arnaud Zoom. Initially, I was thinking... Larry Kingston, Arnold Zoom. Arnold Zoom won the African Cup of Nations when he was at Hearts with Cameroon. That he should not be anywhere near the bench or not, not thought about. He has to be in the team. And I think Laurie is right. Underrated, maybe not uh, appreciated as much as he could have been. Just a lovely footballer. So Thomas Flugel, Arnold Zoom, my third player. And this is just a personal preference because the reason I've gone for 3 3 1 3 is because I wanted to get this guy in. I had wingers. I've got Scatchel playing in behind the three strikers. So the reason I'm mentioning him right now, because initially I had Scatchel on the left when I had McGowan at right back. And I had Davidis Chisnowskis ahead of Mikko Yunus. I know he didn't win as many caps for Lithuania as Mikko did when he was at Hearts, 21 to 27. But for me, Chisnowskis was a better player. We just didn't see it very often. You probably got Mm. one good game out of whatever. But his whole CV, his footballing CV, Lokomotiv Moscow, he played at a higher level, but we didn't see it as often as we would have liked. So Chesnowskis nearly made it. Larry Kingston's another one that nearly made it. But with injury, the fact he was 68 when he played for Hearts was very difficult. Um, and he had 20-odd grandkids or so it appeared. But he had that injury issue and he actually scored six goals in 23 games for his country, for Ghana. They played alongside Michael Essien and he was decent. But the one I've gone with from a purely personal, selfish perspective is someone I love to watch, Robert Tomashek. Yep. Mm. He was in my he was in my no, he was in my list of players that I really wanted to put in, but I couldn't almost in that center. But yeah, no, I really liked him. Super player. He had to retire from injury at the age of of 30. Um, just a, a really, really solid, good player. So Niemi in goal, McKenna's Alucas Fisas, Flugel, Jum, Tomashek, Skatchel playing in behind. And the three, the strikers that I've gone for are the three that Laurie mentioned. He didn't find a place for Bednar. I did, although he only won one Czech cap for um, when he was at Hearts. So Bednar, Jankowskis, and Pania. To be honest, good players should make things work. And I'm interested to get Ryan's take on that because they might be lazy bastards. Jankowskis and Pania is always a concern. Who's going to make the runs? 
Bednar, Bednar wasn't just a goal scorer. Bednar's movement was was good. Good players find a way, Ryan McGowan. Yes or no? To yeah. play together. Yeah, they, they can do. It would depend on personalities, especially strikers. Sheesh. Some of them you... a little bit. I mean, what? Jankowskis was a diva. Pania was a diva. Yeah. And <laughs> Bednar had his moments. That might be... I'm not passing to you, and I'm not passing. That might be the worst front three in history, but <laughs> on paper, I like it. It's Bednar, Jankowskis, and Pania with Skatchel in behind, and no defending whatsoever. It's, a, it's an attacking lineup for sure. But you said your team would take care of my team, so let's hear your team. And are you playing? I've gone Anthony Emi in goals, and then I've gone for a 350. Over 350 professional games, five international trophies, one assist, three appearances at the World Cup 22, capped Australian right back Ryan McGowan. Yes! yes! <laughs> he picked himself. <laughs> I'd pick Captain, himself, to be fair. Number 10, <laughs> all of the above. And then I've got a back four, just to make sure that I got in that team. Um, got Marius and another fellow Aussie, Big Paddy Kuznorbo. Good selection. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good pick. Yep. Good pick. Because I, I'm picking this team on, not like you guys, where it's just mix and mash and just put all the best players here. I'm actually going for a good team. So, got what? those good, strong, solid. Come on. That's what Mark did. I didn't do that. on the left. So got Who's on the left? Pizza. I guess. Yeah. To get the width. Then I've gone Miko right mid mm-hmm. with Sir Rudolph on left mid. Couldn't leave him mm-hmm. out. And then I've gone a little bit Kingston and Doom in the middle of the pitch. I think they would work well together. I think they would as well. But no floor work. No. No. They didn't. I also, a little bit, I didn't really know too much of them. That's so fair. Left him Do- out. Doom and Kingston. Yeah. Doom and Kingston is... Yeah. I think they would both work well because both can get forward, both comfortable receiving the ball. Off the back of, they would be my sort of base to really get things moving. Both really, is, really good on the ball and comfortable this, on the ball. This is, is a sensible lineup so far. I just yeah. think I can't get past feeling really shortchanged by Larry Kingston as a Hearts player. I get that. I can't I get even that. factor yeah. them in. Yes, mm-hmm. I can also agree. Oh, but on, on his day, look, Larry Kingston on his day, we didn't see it often. He was a super footballer. Although, what am I just talking a, about? I put I put Penny in my team, so I can't. I know, I know, <laughs> yeah, I know. But, um, okay, strikers. Yeah. And then gone front two of Panilla and Bedna because I've just gone pace, no, power. No, Garris, okay. Movement. Yeah. I mean, he, 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 only, he only won a Champions League. So, I mean, it's obviously not good enough for you. Yeah, well, so you left a couple of World Cup players out of your squad. So, it's, it's, it's the, it was a tricky one, but... Um, I've also looked at that team in personalities and for a night out. And so Penilla's obviously <laughs> in it, 100%. Um, and uh, Bedner was actually a really good um, character and, and a really good guy around the change rooms, especially to the young boys when I was growing up. So I've always had a, a soft spot for him. And um, like I remember party, when, I first, yes, when I first joined Hearts, he was, he was on fire. He was... Um, Mm-hmm. I think people before he got that little injury, he was he was very good. So I feel like those two would uh, work well. Benio was on and... fire, but on George Street as opposed to yeah. on, <laughs> as opposed to on the football Monday match. to Friday. <laughs> so he was, I, a, he was I, a PM. 
Out of all those players, who would be the most successful on a Saturday night? Punia, come on. Yeah. Even I know that. Would you be on his coattails, Gowser? I'm a happily married man these days. No, (laughs) I'm not talking. I'm just Who's going to have the most fun on a Saturday night? If it's Pania, are you going to be on his coattails? Oh, I love a night out. Don't get me wrong. I'd be uh, I'd be right up there. So but, um, if drinking, drinking. So who asks ask of, Steph if, if she'd met Mauricio Pania first, <laughs> would would, oh. would she be would she be Mrs. McGowan? We go for the good looking eleven. <laughs> I don't know. But he was well, a good looking cat, wasn't he? I mean, you're a handsome fella, Ryan, but I mean, he was I mean, uh, Panias. By the way, if I'd met Pania before I met Lenny, <laughs> I'd, give, I'd be in. I'd be giving it a go as well. He's that, that, but honestly, he was just he was just different. I got a good looking that, team. That's that's is a good looking team. There's a lot of there's a good hairline at fullback. Tang and and Miko, baby faced assassin as well. Oh, yeah, yeah from, very handsome team. And and anti anti Niemi as well. Anti Niemi would be like the bouncer. Of the tea, he'd he'd handle it. Now, drinking wise, who'd be the last man standing out of your team? Poor. I would say I'm a relatively good drinker. Um, Miko's not. He doesn't Penilla look like Vanilla would be up there. Um, Rudy, Rudy's actually not bad when he gets on it. Big Zhao, God bless him. He was um, he was just the straight vodka. Was he? Was just, oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. He was um, like he just got a bottle of vodka and a small glass, and that was him. <laughs> that was, Sal, had no a, Sal had a really good sort of um, villain or even villain's henchman look. Do you not think? Yeah, like the James Bond. Uh, yeah, villain. he would. He would be a really good kind of bad guy, wouldn't he? You can just imagine him sitting there in a sharp yeah. suit drinking straight vodka. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he got a bit of attention in his younger days. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. What, what if what if Zal asked you, could he bring his dad with him, i.e. Vlad? Because that's what you used to call like mm-hmm. Vlad's son. Would would you have allowed Vlad to go on that night out with that team? And, and nah, you yeah. can't have the coaching. Have I ever told you the Jamie Hamill and Paolo Sergio story? Did you tell on air? I, I, this is the, the white. The, this is the white. I'm isn't not it? sure. Yeah, so you, yeah. You told me. So you told me, or you told us this, but I don't think it was on the podcast because I right. mentioned it to Ian Black when he was on Hearts TV. But I don't think I don't think this has reached the podcast, has it? I okay, think it's, about, just, it's uh, about to re- it's about to okay. reach the podcast. The floor That's is yours. So um, Sergio was in charge, and it was going around the time. Obviously, we weren't getting paid, and as a little um, sort of team bonding session, we organised a night out. Um, can't remember exactly where it was in in Edinburgh, and um, the coaching staff, Lockie and everyone was invited. And <laughs> before it was just like a sit down meal. I think it was a, for some reason, it was a Sunday springs to mind. So we had training in the morning and then Paolo was like, you know, we'll see you. I think it was like at a reasonable time, you know, six o'clock at, at this restaurant. And obviously boys being boys, we left straight from training and went to Edinburgh, <laughs> went out in Edinburgh. So um, come six o'clock, there was a few of us that were fairly, well oiled may we say um so we're all sitting at at dinner and um getting the drinks and paulo had sergio had ordered a couple of bottles of red wine for the table so everyone was pouring it out and jamie hamill was sitting across from sergio it was like a big long 
table in the in the restaurant and um we're waiting for our food to come and Jamie Hammer was throwing like napkins or bits of garlic better cost and he's going to throw one at um Steve-O and it's hit the bottle <laughs> it's hit a <laughs> it's hit a glass of red wine and then just <laughs> tipped all over um the gaffer's bright white pristine shirt and it's like as you can imagine it the whole room just went quiet and <laughs> a few boys are giggling and Hamill's like oh I'm like so sorry and you know when you can tell that someone's absolutely fuming but they're not wanting to show it and <laughs> Sergio was like it's okay it's okay like happens so like but then he was but then he said something like you know maybe just calm down like on the drinks like you know maybe you've you've had enough and I was like I'm so sorry like I didn't actually mean that to you and everyone's giving him daggers like fuck's sake Hamill you've like ruined the night and Sergio was you know just slowly boiling up and then Hamill obviously just had enough and he was like for fuck's sake I've said sorry fucking hell you don't need to call I'll get you another shirt if you're so fucking worried about your shirt I'll get you another shirt and just flip to the other side of being like why is he gonna do that okay it's an accident he spilled his red shirt and then about two hours later we're out in George Street (laughs) but Sergio's there with all this big red wine over his shirt and he's just accepted that he can't hide it. And um, <laughs> yeah, I think on the Monday or Tuesday, Jamie came in with a, a new white shirt for the gaffer. But um, yeah, for I was thinking at the table, thinking surely I'm going to play right back at the weekend after that. Did <laughs> 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 you? Gaffer's ears going, come on, hey, you can't have that. You should get dropped. But um, uh, no, it was good. And, you were, you were and Sergio, he was, the, he was one of the first um, managers that, like would come out for a meal and then sort of join the boys afterwards. Um, that which, awkward. Yeah, a little bit. And it was a, it's also a dangerous game because some boys are like an absolute bomb scare with a few drinks in them. So you run that risk of, you know, someone maybe saying something that they probably wouldn't have if they're sober, but um, he did leave like relatively early as, as we kicked on. But yeah, uh, yeah, that the the red wine spilt all over his shirt did not go down well that night. And did you play next week? <laughs> oh, I'm not. I, maybe I'm not sure. To be honest, I can't remember. I actually think Hamill might have been injured at that time. <laughs> yeah, I'm so no, you kicked him. No, because uh, no, it was around Christmas. So I was I was left back showing my versatility because Danny Granger was injured. So I was playing left back uh-huh. uh, at that time, so I wasn't it wasn't too bad. I'm making a change for my team. I'm making a That's change for my fact. team. What, because of the story? No, I, 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 I just, I'm putting McGowan in for a towel. I can't, I, I feel like... Um, oh, come on now. Because no, he's good at telling stories. No, oh. not just that, not just that. I'm just, I don't know. I keep thinking of, I keep thinking of Tal at the end of 0506 and it's now going through my head. It's like, did he play that well later on in his arts career? I can't remember. If McGowan wasn't part of this podcast, would you have him in? I think so. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking. Not so convinced. Not convinced. I've got, on my list of the ones who didn't make it, who could maybe play there, McKenna, but I couldn't see him in the, on the right side of a back three. If I didn't have Zal, maybe in the middle of it. And then Jonsson, because he could play everywhere. But I wanted to put Jonsson in central mid, if I was going to put him in. But I felt Flogel and June would be better. Mm. So He was close to mine. He was going to try and fit into... Yeah, but I mean, he was a great player, but he's one of those. He's maybe too versatile. I don't know. Do you, what, what Ibrahim Tao? 
am I? I'm now torn on remembering if if he was very good when he first came in in that 0506 season. But he was, he was very steady. I'm now struggling to remember steady. how it ended with him. When I, if I was 23 or 24, when I was at Hearts, I would and getting international caps, I would have liked to have thought I would have played ahead of him. That's personal. Okay, I'm putting him in. I'm doing it. Maybe I'm biased. Oh, now. You're such know. a sellout. Maybe I'm gonna maybe. I'm gonna play Cholis then. I'm gonna play Godinho. I mean, come on, where are we gonna stop here? This is a nonsense. What do you well, mean? Where are we gonna stop? You can't break your change. own rules. I'm gonna play Faisal Reras in my team. I'm what gonna have John Johnson in attack. I didn't make a rule. I just said I made a change. Honest. I'm gonna play Kastutis Ivaskevicius. Hey, he's come down with COVID. It's a late call up. He's on standby. <laughs> it's happened my whole career. I'm ready to go when needed. Gaffer. I'm not changing the rules. I'm just saying I'm making oh, one change no, to my team. You can no, make a change if you want, if you've I got any want, second thoughts. No, I, I was honest. If it was a four, Ryan would have been my right back. But I played a three to facilitate a lack of defensive players in my midfield because well, I wanted to score 10 goals I've every game. I've done I'll play it. Those I've tric- I'll play those tricky away games for you, Mark. You need a solid back four. Oh, that'll be a, that'll be a four, I'm putting six, him in. Zero. I'm putting in the three. It's done it. It's done. I've, I've, I've changed it. I've typed it in front of me. Can play in a three. Can play in a three. Just so that you there know. Gaffer. So he's done. Three, four, one, two. Oh, yeah. Yemi McGowan, Zalukas Fisas, Miko Flogo, Jim Jensen, Skatchel, Jankowskis, and Pania. So that's my Right. I'm, I'm taking Fisas out and I'm putting in David Obua. I mean, if we're going like this, come <laughs> why, on. Are you, why are you not having me making a change? I've not changed the like rules. Because he knows he, oh, I should sorry. be in his team as well. He knows that. I told you he'd be in my team with a four. Now, I'm not playing a 3-3-1-3 three, three, three in every game. That's a side that's going to absolutely spank opposition. But if I've got a tricky away game, I'm going to a four or maybe even yeah. a five and, and Gowser's in there. I'm not a sellout. Honestly, you're like that candidate in The Apprentice recently <laughs> who basically, when someone got in his ears, like, yeah, I suppose you're right. And Gowser tells a lovely story about Jamie Hamill and Paolo Sergio and you start to feel sorry for him and you put him in. I Come need on, someone Dunstan. on the I thought it was my bio. The five memory. international trophies, <laughs> three World Cup appearances. I thought that was going to get me in. But if it, hey, listen, if that story gets me in, it gets me in. Right, so that's that's my team. It's done. So Mark's now what? put David Abua in. So let me just change. <laughs> so Mark's got a three-three-one-three with <laughs> Yemi and goals. Um, <laughs> McKenna um, Zalukas. Stop! 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 Yeah, here's Mark. um here's Dad's team. Right, so here's the team. That oh, Dad shit, sorry, on sorry. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. I think. Looking, looking at this team, this is this is probably as sensible as Ryan's. Oh, it doesn't include Ryan. Um, he's gone right. for a fourth. I know. I'm sorry. He's gone for a four, and he's not put you in. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. Get him Dad! on. <laughs> Come here a minute, please. Get him on. He's coming up. I'll read you his team first because this isn't this is unacceptable to go with a four and not put Gowser in. No, right. So he's gone Niemi and goal. Mm-hmm. Alan Mabry at right back, Ooh. Kevin McKenna, Ooh. Patrick Kisnorbel, and Takis Fisas. So he's not playing Zal and he's not playing McGowan. He's got a midfield of Kingston, Flogel, and Tomashek, which is all right. Now, his front three, he's got wide left Roel Jensen, he's got Maurizio Pinea through the middle, and he's got Andreas Velitska. Oh, okay. Which is a good trip. Right. You'll only be able to hear them. So you've upset Ryan. You've got a back four in your team. Come over here. There's the microphone. You've got a back four in your team, but you've gone Alan Mag- Alan Mabry over Ryan McGowan. Why? Maybe more experience. 
experience. <laughs> I mean, Ryan's 32 now, and he's just been babysitting and grandfather for Natty yeah. Atkinson. I mean, did you like Ryan McGowan as a player? I did. Uh-huh. I, I like him, I. Is that because he's listening? <laughs> no, it's really. Like, no? It's like Max telling his dad off. Well, I kind of hear what you're saying, so. I wouldn't have, I would have said that had he been listening. Okay, so <laughs> basically, you, you, you're What was his best attribute? What was, what was what his favourite memory? What was Ryan McGowan's best attribute or, or favourite memory? Was it the was it the five one when he scored from a yard out? I mean that that that'll never fade into the memory of that. No. Yeah. I mean, whenever you mention five one, you you're talking about the team, the players that played in that team. Forever. I mean they're they're, they're down in they're down in history. Okay, before can't get in your team though. They can't get in your team. Alan Mabry went on to play for Hibs. Alan Mabry went on to play for Hibs. Now he's in your team ahead of Ram again. So I'm going to tell you something, Dan. <laughs> Laurie, and this is totally against his own rules, but Laurie changed one player in his team to put Ryan McGowan in ahead of Ibrahim Tal. So you've got one opportunity. Bearing in mind what you've just said about Ryan and the cup winning team and scoring from a yard out and everything like that, you've got one chance. If you want it, you can have it now to take a mulligan and you can play Ryan McGowan at right back in your team ahead of Alan Mabry. But are you taking that? Now put him in first reserve. <laughs> Good man, sticking to his principle. Sticking, thank you, thank you, Dad. Um, bye, thank you, Mr. Donaldson. Thanks, Mr. Donaldson. Nice night. Honestly, he knows how. To, it's like damned by faint praise, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. This, nah, he's not on my team. I'm sticking with what I have. So there you go, guys. And I did all I could, but he's you're the first reserve. So right. we're, we're we're just hearing that maybe he might have a sniffle, and it might be uh, a yeah. So. Covid issue. There you go. To be fair, Alan Mabry was actually a very good player for Hearts. He was. He won seven he, caps for the Republic of Ireland while he was playing for Hearts. And before yeah, he got his injury at Leeds, he was playing Champions League football. Okay, so are we? So it is going to stay as Mabry. Is that correct? That's not changing, despite okay. all the, despite all the praise he gave Ryan. He's, he's, he's sticking not as, with Mabry. I oh, see. Listen, I don't mind Mabry because I, I thought he was a good, solid professional. I'll, I'll take that one. But okay, if so. Tell. I'll just recap the teams again then. So okay. I'll recap mine. Um, I'll go through Mark's 3 3 1 3. Niemi and goals. McKenna, Zalukas, Fisas, Flogel, Jum, Tomashek, Skatchel, Bednar, Jankowskis, Pinia. This is the team, as Ryan said, yes. that he's just stuck in loads of the players he likes. Ryan's gone for the 4 4 2. Niemi and goals. McGowan, captain at right back. Zalukas, because normal. Number 10. Yeah, you can have number 10. Why not? It's your team. Um, Miko um, and Rudy right and left. Kingston and Joom in the middle. And up front, Pania and Bednar. And Mark's dad has gone 4-3-3. Niemi in goals. Mabry right back. Fisas left back. McKenna and Kiznorbo in the centre. Kingston, Flogel, Tomasek in the middle. And Velichka, Pania and Jensen the attacking front three. Good I like three. the um I like how different they are. I know we've got a few yeah. of the same players, but I quite like yeah. how different they all are. Yes. That's and good. I, I'll be intrigued to see. I, I don't know if you're able to put that, this out for a vote uh, yes, over the next I will. few days. What hmm. which team, now that we know each other's teams, which one of those four teams? Because right now my vote would actually go for Ryan's team. Because he can't really up because I didn't make your team. Suck you're still not making no. You're still not making my team. You're making my team if it's a four. I've told you that. But I, I like. You, I like I'd be, your, I'd be a good I gaffer. Like your That's my yeah. team. 
I, think, I like so, your balance. See, balance. I think um, <clears throat> I think Ryan's gone the most solid. I think Sensible. Mark's got Mark's gone the most extreme, just throwing <laughs> loads of the good players in there. And He's gone. You need to win six nil final day to make the. <laughs> <laughs> I feel. I feel. <laughs> I feel your dad and and myself have gone somewhere in between that, where it's okay. a little bit okay. sensible, but also a little bit. So, so what do you think wins the vote? <clears throat> I don't. I think your dad putting Mabry in there will work against him. I think people seen that. You know, he ended up playing for Hibs. You know what Hearts yeah. fans are like. I think that might work against him. Um, I think. I think. I think Ryan wins the. Vote. I think Ryan's will possibly win the vote because he's the most popular as well. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get that digging. <laughs> it's not fair. I don't know. It depends because it, like, um, Flogel, I couldn't, I didn't really know enough about him. No, I mean, I'd be into, uh, and I'm yeah, just basing it on what I've read. Depend on the I... sort of age group, possibly, that that they would think. And then a few, like, there's a lot of those, like, like Kingston, for example, he wasn't a, exactly a fan's favourite. No, I, so I just um, couldn't put him in because I, I just get annoyed thinking about the fact he had 50 yeah. grand a week and, um, couldn't and, be bothered. Didn't look like he could be our staff at the time, but like you say, mm. technically he was a fantastic player. <laughs> so yeah, yeah so it'd be I, interesting. A lot of people would probably disagree with maybe they'd have Chesney instead of Miko see, or Jankowskis. It's funny. I agree with Mark to the degree that Chesnowskis was a better player, but I felt in the dynamics of my team as just an out and out kind of winger to try and get down and get to the byline and get the ball into the box for Jankowskis and Pinia. I kind of just felt like I'd want Miko in there. I, I think Chesnowskis at times I thought was actually not just an out-and-out -out winger. Um, I know we often played him out there, but it's a difficult one. It's it's very tough. It's very. It's tough. good though. I'm slightly. So I know we. One of you mentioned it once, and he came. I think it was you, Laurie. He came close to your team. I'm surprised that of the four teams, Egert Jonsson didn't didn't get. I, th maybe I think his versatility almost like it's the same reason that I almost couldn't get Flogel in. Okay, that's fair. because it, it's like. I think of Flogel playing as right back for most of the what last couple of seasons he was at Hearts, and when he first came, he was a striker. But I know he, yeah. he played everywhere. I think he probably played midfield least. I think he probably played. I don't have this is based on no stats, but I think he probably played right back most. I would guess, and maybe in attack after that, and midfield maybe least. I think he played midfield more elsewhere, possibly. It's an interesting one. So I tell you what, we'll, we'll put it out on Twitter. So first of all, we will do a vote as to your favourite of those four teams and we'll also ask you to give us your suggestions you can maybe find a better a better lineup a better dynamic maybe a better formation to suit um, and you can do that by tweeting at around the funnel or you can email podcast at scarves around the funnel dot co dot uk okay before we go uh, before we talk about Ross County away this weekend very quickly just to mention terrific first day of sales at the time of recording over 10,000 Hearts fans have already picked up tickets for the semi-final on the day of them going on sale which is super although not really surprising um, Craig Gordon won cap number 66 for Scotland against Austria putting in a man of the match performance and now into the top 10, clearly into the top 10 all-time um, capped Scottish players. And it's pretty amazing, Mark, isn't it, when you think... I know he's a goalkeeper, so goalkeepers 
often do get quite high in these lists because they've because of longevity. But he didn't really play football for about four years at one point. Yes, I think it's mm. some. I think that's some record, and he looks like he. I think he could probably still go up in a couple of places. Um, I, th- I think when I looked, I probably probably wouldn't be likely to get above seventh. I don't think realistically, but can still move up a bit further. But even to to get where he's got to now in that top ten list, and some of the names up there, are phenomenal. I mean, he's went past Willie Miller, who was obviously an absolute incredible footballer by all accounts in his time. I just think it's 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 great to see, and and obviously putting in such an incredible performance as well. Yeah, next up's Christian Daly. Um, so one more game and he's level with Christian and then he's got a couple more after that to get to Kenny Miller and and David Weir. Tom Boyd on 72. So, I mean, if we can qualify for the World Cup, that's a big ask. So you would have Ukraine and Wales and then three more at the World Cup. So that's five, maybe more, hopefully. But you'd have warm-up games, so that might be two or three, so eight. So theoretically, he could be at number six um, if Scotland qualify for the World Cup and he plays all the, the games between now and, and then, which, which would be phenomenal. And you just wonder, I mean, he's, he's never going to get to Jim Layton. That's a phenomenal achievement oh, no, in 91. No. You, consider, you consider what Jim was up against as well. He had Andy Gorham in the later stages yeah. of his career, Alan Ruff at the World Cup in 86 as well. So I think it's, it's been a phenomenal achievement. And I think it'd be interesting to see what... what what, what Craig says about this, and I know we touched on it when he was on the podcast. There's, I think there's a there's a deep inward aim and belief for Craig to fill those four years or whatever he was out injured to add them on to the end of his career to make sure he works as hard as he can. But like Tom Brady, and Tom Brady retired was like, nah, I don't want to be dropping kids off at school and doing all that bollocks. I want to keep playing and, and be with him. So he kept himself in unbelievable shape and he, he's back at the age of 44. I'm not surprised if Craig's got another four, five, six years in him because he wants to make up for the, for the, for the years that he lost. And if he has, because right now what we've got, Liam Kelly and, and, and Xander, um, Xander Clark as the two backups, they're just going to have to wait. They might play one or two friendlies, but he's not got any competition. Um, if he's fit, he plays for the national team. We'll move on to the Ross County game, but in all, in addition to that, just to mention um, the bad news, you know, mm. we wish a very, we wish a, a good recovery to Benny Beningame, but unfortunately he will not be back this season. Um, he's ruled out with his damaged cruciate. That's for the rest of the campaign. And that is, it's a big blow, Ryan. We, we think mm-hmm. we, we had a bad feeling that it was going to be a serious injury. We, the way he landed on that knee and he's already had an issue this season but with Cammy Devlin out with a hamstring injury just now he will be back um, hopefully in a few weeks but we don't know for sure yet that's a massive blow isn't it because he just looked like he was back to his best again yeah and it's a double blow especially with Cammy because you know we've spoken about it before with um, Big Peter coming in you don't lose too much, but now it's going to have to be Peter and somebody else that hasn't played that role at all this season, really. Yeah. Um, so it, it's definitely going to be interesting. But at the same time, if there was a time to get injured in terms of preparation for the semi-final, it does allow Robbie a few actual match games to try mm-hmm. and get his his best sort of centre midfield pairing and and a sort of opportunity to have a look at it in a in an f- official game before that semi-final. So um. Yeah, it's just devastating that 
that they're both injured at the same time and especially that he's out for the, the rest of the season when there's you know such big games coming up. And I mean, that does, <clears throat> it's the question that Mark and I um, put to one another last time on the podcast because, I mean, we knew that he definitely would be out for these next few weeks at least. We knew Cammy Devlin would be out possibly. You know, there's been talk he might be back for the semi-final, but it's going to be touch and go. Um, so we talked about, yeah, like you say, there's a couple of games coming up. We were looking at it being a potential Toby Sibick or Andy Halliday position. And we felt that maybe this weekend is a chance to put Toby Sibick in there. I think Mark explained it quite well last time, saying that we kind of know with Andy Halliday what, what you're going to get. He's played centre midfield for Hearts. He's played left back and left wing back for Hearts, but he's a kind of seasoned pro and he's been around the Scottish game for a few years whereas Toby Sibick, he played midfield when he first came to Hearts, he's mainly played centre-back since he's come back, he's not really played, not started a game anyway in central midfield in this current Hearts team what would you go with this weekend against Ross County with not just the game itself in, in, in mind but also with the upcoming games against Hibs in particular the second game against Hibs I'd probably go Halliday. Okay. Hmm. Why is that? Um, experience in these big games. Um, experience in terms of being able to get on the ball and, and demanding the ball in those pressure situations. So does that mean you would play him this weekend or he would be your first yeah. pick for the semi-final? Yeah. Would you just uh, get as I'll many games him. with him in that position? Yeah, I'll just get him used to everything around him, build up his match minutes because um, he's not played as regularly as he probably wanted to have done and just not, to try and build up especially a little, not a central midfield yeah and to build up a sort of uh, connection with the players that are leading into that semi-final I'm just focused on the semi-final so just um, leading into that and ironing out any sort of details that that they so, would sort of struggle <clears throat> throughout the game Ryan I'm going to I'm going to take you back to the end of, of January and I'm going to go against I don't disagree with what you're saying um, but I've got a better option the reason I'm going to go back to, or I think I've got a better option, and that option is, is Civic. The reason being, it's a quote from Sean Maloney, and he's, he's since had a couple of things to say about it. They lost at Livingston. Sean Maloney blasts Hibbs' set-piece defending in Livingston loss and details double threat of hearts. And he was that was ahead of the, the game at the time. He was concerned that Hibbs um, would struggle because... Hearts set plays have been so good this season. While I don't think Andy Halliday is a bad option there, I said and explained last week why I would play Toby Civic to see how he does. But if he does well in both the Ross County game and then keeps his place and plays against Hibs in the league, I think with Toby Civic being six foot two and throwing the other potential threats that we have, Craig Halkett's a brilliant header of the football. And if we get John Souter back as well, I think when you've got Toby Civic and the height against a side that still aren't comfortable trying to defend set plays, that would be why one of my main reasons why I would play Toby Civic ahead of, of Andy Halliday. I might play Halliday at left back, I don't know, or left wing back, but I'd play Civic in there. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So Ryan, uh, if if he plays Andy Halliday this weekend, centre mid, say alongside Haring, Halliday has a stinker, just, just has a Total shocker of a game. What would you what would you think ahead of the derby at Tynecastle? Then the league derby. Would you think 
well, I need to stick with it to get his confidence back, to settle him in there? Or do you think, mm. well, it's just not worked. I need to now look for another option and put... Because you're then talking about yeah. potentially putting Sibic in for his first real game in that midfield for the derby, and it's the derby before the bigger derby. Yeah, it would depend on, on Robbie's thinking in terms of like where he sees them. He could see them sort of on a even keel as such and and reverse what I said and put Civic in at Ross County, thinking if he plays well, then again, play him in the derby. He's got 90 minutes under his belt. If it doesn't, he has that reserve of knowing exactly what he's going to get from um, Andy Halliday. And I think that's why we all said he should get a contract because you know that when he does play, what you're going to get from him. Whereas I think this time around with Civic, we're unsure of what you're going to get from him in terms of performance-wise on the pitch, just just because of the, the situation that he has been in terms of a bit of a raw deal, getting chucked in at the deep end at the in and around January. But it, it will be how close Robbie thinks or, or what he thinks will work well. He might think that um, Civic and Herring will work well as a partnership. He might want to try them both out. I, I don't know. I'd, we don't know enough from training, I guess. It, it, yeah. We'd need someone on to see how they've they've been training and how they're going. But me personally, I, I would probably play Halliday. Okay, well, that's fair. So, Mark, looking ahead to the game, uh, Ross County, very decent side this season. Last 10 games at home, they've only lost to Celtic. Uh, of course, Reagan Charles Cook has been extremely effective for them, linking him with a lot of other clubs in the summer. So... A decent Ross County side against a very good heart side. Ross County battling for that top six place. How do you think this one's going to go? Give me a, a score line and, and if there is a scorer, potential heart scorer. It's going to be a draw. Ross County mm-hmm. has only okay. lost once in the league at home since October, mm-hmm. which is bloody impressive. They beat Hibs, Dundee, Motherwell, St. Johnston, St. Mirren. They drew with Rangers, Aberdeen. Livingston and Dundee United. So I'd like to, I mean, that game, I remember that game vividly earlier in the season and we, we got off to a flyer. We, we should have scored more goals after that, but we didn't and we ended up drawing. So I, that even the, this, by the way, the, the Celtic game, the only game that they lost at home, that was when Tony Ralston scored like deep into stoppage time. So Malky Mackay is doing a good job up there. The weird thing with this one is if we do, um, drop points and say we only get a draw with Hibs coming up next week that would put Ross County on the same number of points as Hibs prior to Hibs playing their home game against Dundee United do we want Hibs in the top six for another derby this season or do we want Hibs bottom six yeah either or there's pros I like I'd like another derby Um, so Another derby, Easter Road, makes the last, makes the league games more interesting in that top six. But at the same time, if they're bottom six, then we Who can cares? we can slag them and and also hopefully there'll be a more of a downer ahead of the semi final if they've just been put into mm. the bottom six. So there's pros and cons. Ryan, you want Hibs top six or bottom six? Uh, from a fan perspective, probably top six gets another derby, doesn't it? That's what you money, want. Money spinner, yeah. Gives you another derby. Fans look forward to it. How good would it be there going with like Scottish Cup final banners and beach balls and stuff like so. that after beating them in the same? 
Could it could it possibly be the first game after the semi final, or is that wrong? I think it could be. So that could be three games in a row, all against the same opposition. I mean, I don't see why it. I don't it see why it could happen. Possi- there's a possibility, yeah. Well, that could That's happen. Has, it, has that ever happened before? I was we- at I was at Dundee United when we played Celtic four times in a row. We played Kilmarnock three times in a row once. I remember that because we played them cup and it was a draw, and then we went to the replay. And we also played them in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know about Hibs. I have no idea about Hibs. You're probably looking at like the days of replaying semis or finals, maybe. Mm. Triple derby. But there wouldn't have been a final, so maybe a. Anyway, I don't know. We'd have to check that one. Uh, So I'll go one one. I'll 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 go one one in this one. What about you? Me? Well, you've actually picked the same score I was going to go with, which is one one. That's allowed. It can happen. uh, But you haven't given me a scorer yet. Did you give me a scorer? No, I'm waiting for you to say Barry Mackay. Well, I missed the Can't I missed you? the boat. No, so, well, you didn't. No, because look at Benny. Right, Benny had scored one goal in his career for Everton under 23s before he scored for Hearts, and then he got back to back. So don't don't like don't dis- disown him now. You've you've got to stick with your boy, haven't you? Um, no, I've I missed the boat. He's he's got his goal. I hope he keeps getting goals, but. It's it's kind of lost its effectiveness now that he's actually got his first goal. I, I'm going to go. With, I'm going to go with Liam Boyce against his former club. Ooh, that's a good shot. Okay, I'll take I'll take Barry McKay then. Ryan, I'm going to go scrappy one 0 win with my boy mm, Kingsley. Okay. Free kick? Not, yeah, not scored in a little while. Free kick. He's been slacking, so I'm going to go free kick. <laughs> slacking. I think it would be a very tight affair. A good think, side. A good yeah, side. yeah, a good side. We're a good side though as well, though, aren't we? No, we are. I mean, just it's not uh, an easy place. I mean, look at the recent home results. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aberdeen couldn't win there. Rangers couldn't win there. Uh, decent Motherwell side could beat there. So, yeah. no, they're a, four, they're a good side. Four teams. Four teams are going to miss out. Ewan was right when he came on. Ewan Murray a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about the top six split. It's actually worked all right in recent years, but this year is going to be a shocker. You're going to be probably missing out. There's going to be a team that probably misses out on goal difference and ends up their season's over. There'll be and then the league teams. tables. The league table's going to look really stupid because you could end oh, up yeah, with like two or three teams correct. with more points than the team in tenth could have more than the team in fourth. Quite yeah, easily. it's going to be mental. It's going to be crazy. Quite easily. Um, but it makes it interesting from that in terms of the league table because yeah, you like yeah, to see what we got. Hibs, Dundee United this weekend. Dundee, Aberdeen, and Dundee are fighting for for everything, and Aberdeen have to win. To try and get in the top six. Hibs against Dundee United. Dundee United right now in fourth and Hibs in, in fifth. Motherwell against St. Mirren. Again, two teams on 36 points that both want to get to the, the top six. Ross County Hearts. Ross County need the points. And St. Johnson against Levy. Fascinating I'd, stuff. Let's see. I'd, I'd, do, I'd do at least three of those to be draws because we've seen that. How many times has that happened recently? I think it's like a 75% success rate that you've had. Um, of it happening in, in one one weekend. So, yes. X marks the spot this weekend. <laughs> we will be back next week to discuss Ross County against Heart of Midlothian and to look ahead to Derby number one of at least two, maybe three. You never know. Um, until then, thank you for tuning in. See you next time. Dun, 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 dun.